like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tours, schedule signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstopkits.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Doug Haley on the line, and he is a casting director. Uh, Doug, welcome to the show. Good to be with you. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing as a casting director, um, but before we do that, let's go a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Mm -hmm. Well, I had worked in representation, so the exact opposite end of the table, as in casting for four years between L.A. and New York, and it got to a point where I kind of had to grow with the company, like either become a junior manager there, and... Um, or, you know, I'd kind of outgrown to a point where, and I, I wasn't really happy being in management because it's completely life-consuming. You know, actors need something from the manager <laughs> 24 hours a day. And, you know, being a young 20-something person living in New York, I wasn't really ready to give up my own life yet, um, which essentially is what you have to do a lot in the business to, you know, the managers that really, really make it are on call 24 hours a day for the clients. So I thought, you know, I didn't necessarily want to go into casting, but it felt like the mythical end of the other side of the table. So I thought, mm. you know, maybe I should go see it. and if at least that'll help me be a better agent if I want to come back to agenting because it's weird to do a job where you don't know necessarily what the other side of that table does. Mm -hmm. um, so I had the benefit of getting to kind of know socially a lot of, uh, you know, the majority of the casting community, either via phone and email. And I kind of was looking through people's resumes and I knew everybody's body of work by that time. So I was uh, reaching out to a few casting directors that uh, I kind of wanted to emulate their um, their careers. And I love independent cinema um, I, I love the indie film world, and uh, so I was very lucky that the very first casting director that I reached out to, uh, Shannon McCannion, who's a two-time Sundance winner, and she just does a lot of films, uh, particularly in the early 2000s that I loved. Um, and she was just was like, oh, yeah, I know you a little bit. Um, come come intern for me, and we'll see what goes from there. And uh, I did, and from there it was just kind of like she asked me to keep coming back for every single movie, and uh, been fortunate enough to work on and off with her for a lot over the years. Uh, but the thing about that job is you benefit from working with as many people in the community as possible because it's a job where there's no right or wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. There's ethical ways and non-ethical. But I mean, at the end of the day, you just have to get a movie done. And as much as you can prepare for a million things going wrong, there's always mm -hmm. going to be that one thing that blindsided you that you didn't expect that can derail the entire film. So, um, you know, I'm a big fan of moving around to different offices because I truly – uh, walk away with so much experience each time I work for somebody else. And uh, there have been some high-profile people that I've uh, worked under that when I left, I said, I never want to be like them. I don't like the way they work. I don't like the way they run their business. And it's, I think that's also just as valuable to walk away from something that you were really excited to work on as well and, um, you know, not want to work with that particular human again. Because at the end of the day, it's a people business, the human business um, so, you know, for me, it's something where I never, ever get bored. And the more things I do and the more, you know, types of projects I do, um, it's always fun. It's always different. It's always interesting. And there's always going to be a challenge that you never saw coming. 
That's awesome. And I, I mean, I love your career because, you know, you have these pivots, you have these different um, challenges, which we all do. doesn't matter if you're in the entertainment world, doesn't matter if you're in the finance world. We all have these things where we have to make these choices about what we want our quality of life to look like and, what we want, and how we want to live. So um, I've been in the, fortunate enough to work uh, mostly in the, the, the modified low budget business, which is like one to $2.5 million. And, you know, I've done some $10 million films that I've been an associate on. And then I've done some ultra low budget $100,000 films, which are usually just like one investor, all their cash going into this and figuring it out as they go. So that being said, always on every different budget here, you're going to have radically different problems. Um, you know, I, I think it's really true. The more money, more problems thing is when you're working on <laughs> uh, like a $10 million budget, what happens is you usually have a lot more stars. You have a lot of moving parts due to their schedule. Um, and when you have a lot of marquee names coming to set at one time, uh, their time is incredibly valuable because, you know, movie stars have a lot of things going on at one time. So um, whenever one of them has, if you're delayed a day or a scene or if a scene is running behind or an actor, you do, the, the time is so down to the minute that you could risk them having to walk off set. And then what do you do? Um, you know, you're going to have to do different coverage or figure that out on the fly or maybe rewrite the script. So I prefer to work at the lower budget, but the under 2.5 million because, it's more putting a puzzle together with the right actors as opposed to needing to have as many stars to make the money back for the investors. So for me as a casting person, I feel a lot more creative being on a lower budget because there's a lot less money at stake. Um, and usually it gets to, if you're making a, if there's a problem, it'll usually end up being solved by what's better for the heart of the story, not necessarily um, the long finance, long-term financial gain. Um, and then, you know, working on a $100,000 movie is just um, a dream in a lot of ways because you can just populate it with the exact right actors. Uh, they can usually make their money in pre-sales or, you know, just knowing that the script is, is great and we'll get out there and we'll get in the right film festivals or get acquired by the right distribution companies, or et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah, so I, it's, it's interesting because most people want to work up in the, the higher budget, and uh, I, I really, really love to work in the lower budgets, but on the flip side of that, it is frustrating when, you know, you can never match actors' quotes when you're going out. But, um, you know, people look at a lot of my smaller movies and over the years have been like, how did you get that cast on on knowing what that budget was? Um, mm. And the answer is because, you know, I've I've always been fortunate enough that I'm one degree of separation from the actor they want, um, just from, from being in L.A. so long and knowing the community mm. um, and building a reputation that way and I've never um, stabbed up anybody in the back so I have a I have a good reputation going for me so I've always just been able to get the actor that script in their hand and what happens is a lot of times the actor will fall in love with the material or the role and then they will tell their agent that they're going to do it rather than the agent you know having that conversation mm -hmm. with the actor about do you want it which is a lovely position to be in because when you're not coming at an agent the dollar signs and the paycheck um, it, you've got to have something and what I usually get is that actor already emotionally invested in the material. So so I actually rely on the talent to tell their agent that they're gonna do it rather than have that <laughs> back back and forth with it. So that that has always been the uh the That's the a secret weapon. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I love it, and it, may, it makes total sense. So, really, and and I don't, and for some of the people that are, are that are listening to this, um, really, that made that it's just you. You're the deal maker. You know, you're you're the one that gets it going. You're the one that has that that is ultimately kind of re obviously responsible for getting everything cast, but um, the, the movie has to get done, right? Yeah, absolutely. And what I would you have to get on the get on the ground and make it happen. Otherwise, it mm -hmm. just doesn't happen. But what I've always been a fan of is. Um, 
offering actors roles like the exact opposite of what they normally get. So, I mean, mm. you, you look at this movie I did called Dating My Mother with Catherine Erb, and it was the first time Catherine, you know, who everybody knows from Law and Order, but no one, she was like, you know, whoever offers me uh, the comedic mother on a comedy with a gay friend, <laughs> like growing up in New Jersey, it was so against any type of thing she's ever been offered for the most part that, that of course, that really stood out to her. Wow. No, that makes total sense. So, so Doug, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information um, on your work or just to connect, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, my Instagram. Do that, Dougie, like my visual diary. That's awesome. Say that one more time, please. Do that, Dougie, like the dance, D-O-T-A-T. Yeah, no, I get it. I just want to make sure everybody driving their car right now checks it out. So definitely reach out to stuff up there as well. That's awesome. So definitely go check out uh, Do That Dougie um, over on Instagram. And uh, Doug, I know you're a busy guy. really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the work, great work you're doing as a casting director. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Um, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Uh, do all those great things that we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Doug, thank you again for coming on the show. Oh, 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 oh,